Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shakuzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. As women, we often are juggling different care roles, and as mothers, we have a particular challenge with navigating motherhood and business. Today, we want to talk about mother's guilt, or carer's guilt, and the way we can often feel torn by not having enough time or energy to give to everyone and everything we care about. As business owners, most of us love our businesses, but we also love our family, hobbies, or the parts of our lives that pull us in a different direction. We talk about some of our experiences in this area and some strategies for making it easier to balance our work and lives. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. How are you this week? I am doing all right. You know, kind of approaching the a break. We're going to have a week off next week. Um, the kids from school, which is always a mixed thing, right? It's good because <laughs> it means that no school morning routines, but it also means the kids are home for a week. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> which segues perfectly into our topic today because we really want to pull on a thread from one of our previous episodes, which, you know, we've talked about motherhood kind of, you know, weaving through several of our episodes. But today we really want to talk about mother's guilt and some of the things that we do to ourselves, you know, trying to balance our businesses and being parents. And I, you know, if you're not a parent, I think this still applies to you if you've got something else. Like so many of us are just juggling multiple things, whether it's hobbies, whether it's side jobs, whether it's our partners, whether it's caring for our parents. I think there's a whole lot of people we're often juggling different things. And sometimes we feel really guilty working on our business and, you know, trying to balance it all. So we wanted to sort of dive into that today and see, see what happens. Yeah, I'm grateful for this conversation because I think it's one that I'm tired of having internally, uh, the conversation I'm having with myself, the inner dialogue of mm. why am I feeling guilty about this? I really shouldn't be feeling guilty. I should be giving myself permission. But oh, wait, here's all the things that I'm not taking care of or doing. And yeah, and I and I know I'm not alone, which helps. I know that mothers and um, women who are caring for children and aging parents or one or the other or all sorts of different care responsibilities that this is a common, it's a common challenge. So I'm glad we're talking about it today. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to bring it up is because I do feel like we need to be supporting each other and talking about this more often and making sure that people know they're not alone and, you know, that there's a lot of us out there not judging anyone for what they're balancing. And instead we're just really, you know, we get it. And I think that's the biggest thing I really want people to take out of this episode is that, you know, you're not alone and we all get it. And, you know, what are some strategies that we can do for ourselves 
so that we can navigate it all because it's really tough. Like I've also been just recently dealing with a bout of mother's guilt and you know, it's, it can be crippling on building when you're building your business. Like it can just freeze you and stop you from moving forward. Yeah. I think that's one of the ways I experience it as well is, um, there may be some momentum and it's interesting how it happens sometimes at the moment you're feeling so (laughs) great about something you've created in your business. It's this momentum and it swells up and you're like, (laughs) yes, I'm finally doing it. And then one of your children gets sick or their education is not working and you need to find a new school or there's something that they have an emotional need and there's something that really is so important that it can't be anyone else that does it. I, I think that's the moment too where, you know, it's like, I can't just let the babysitter handle this one. I can't let the school teacher handle this. I can't just leave this one to my amazing parents who provide, you know, grandparent care. Like sometimes there's things that my children want me and (laughs) I want them to have me. And then I'm also struggling with balancing something else that maybe I just um, was sort of in the midst of launching or doing or feeling great about. And feeling torn. Yeah. In that, in that moment. And I think that's a big piece of it. I mean, if we sort of strip back, it's the feeling torn, right? Like that's the challenging piece, you know, is, is that, you know, if, if we didn't care one way or the other, if we didn't care about our business or we didn't care about our kids, this would be no, this would be easy. Right. You know, but it's that, Mm -hmm. it's that feeling of being torn in half, being, you know, not being able to do either effectively in those moments. That at least that's the feeling we have, or at least that's the feeling I have. (laughs) I don't know about everybody else, but you know, and I do feel like it's interesting how it does seem to come at a time when we're really building. Like I know when I'm putting a lot of momentum in all of a sudden, it's like there's this sabotage with the kids. And, you know, that's a whole little interesting <laughs> breakdown in and of itself. Like, why does that happen? How does that happen? Um, you know, and I've just been, I think for me, the reason this topic is so timely is because like my little child who's three, she just got sick mm-hmm. this weekend. And, you know, uh, here I am, I'm doing a big push and growing my business right now. There's a lot going on. I'm juggling a lot of things and I really want to put a lot more energy and momentum to it. And then all of a sudden, here's my little girl. She's, com- she's really sick. Like she's never, she's hardly ever sick. I mean, seriously, like twice ever in three years. And she's got some kind of food poisoning or something. Aww. And yeah, it was horrible. And <laughs> she, you know, of course wants mommy 24 seven. I mean, like really like, I yeah. want to grab onto your hair. I want to lay on your chest. This is all I want for days, mommy. And, yeah. you know, it it's so hard, right? Because I'm feeling so pulled to be in my business and to work with my clients and to deal with everything I've got to deal with. But then I'm feeling so pulled to her. And, you know, this is timely because for me – I struggle with the balance sometimes. Like I find I do really well and I'm navigating it effectively and then something happens and all of a sudden I'm completely emotionally compromised. Mm-hmm. Well, this one thing I've really loved about our friendship is how you and I have um, always been able to talk to each other about this really vulnerable topic. I think when, since we first met, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I think I was having a really, we we're both single moms at that point and I was feeling compromised and kind of overwhelmed. And I said, you know, to some Sometimes you just, you just wish that 
you know, the kind of mom I can say, do you just wish you could walk away from it sometimes and you could understand what I was saying without thinking, my God, that's the most horrible thing that, you know, a woman can say, abandon her children, like knowing like, no, that's not anything near what I would do. But there are moments where I need to express that this is overwhelming for one individual person, especially in certain situations in our lives. In that moment, I was a single mom in an American culture, having come from a European culture that was much more collectively helpful for towards mothers and parents. And then just feeling like, I really literally don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, how do I have the stamina? How do I have the um, the bandwidth to figure everything out, to take care of our, of this family financially by having a successful business and giving my child everything that they need. It's really an, um, something that I heard Esther Perel say once in a podcast interview. And if our listeners don't know who she is, she's an amazing psychotherapist who speaks to, um, the topic of, of relationships. And many of her books have been about infidelity, but she speaks about, that women need to stop personalizing the systemic problems that we face and Mm -hmm. stop tearing ourselves apart Mm -hmm. and feeling all this guilt for being inadequate when we're actually asking of ourselves or being asked to do things that are just impossible. Like they're not for one human to do. Yes. Right. Yes. And I think that that's the piece, right? Like what we expect of ourselves and sometimes what others expect of us is literally impossible. And I think that's what we have to, you know, really embrace. And, and, you know, in, I was having this conversation with my husband this last week, giving everything that's going on with my little one. And, you know, he was describing how I'm still trying to operate. Like, you know, I had my business quite balanced for a long time where I wasn't putting a lot of effort into it. It was just coasting along. And that was good for that time period when Sky was really little and, you know, I didn't want to work full time. And, you know, I very slowly and deliberately moved into my business over three years. I mean, I really, at her three-year-old birthday, I just started working five days a week. So, you know, prior to that, I was, you know, I worked one day a week and then two days a week. And I was, you know, and I I moved very gracefully into back into my business. And I think, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And that was really good. But I had a lot more time at home. And so I would do things like I, I probably spent 20 hours in the kitchen a week, like making, you know, dinner every single night, like doing it really nutritiously, like, you know, making everything from scratch, right? Because for me, there's a symbolism around food and nurturing, right? So if I'm giving good food to my family, that is like the status symbol for me, like personally. And I, yeah. I think, you know, I've I've been beating myself up because I'm not able to do that anymore. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. Like I can't make, you know, big meals. I can't spend 20 hours in the kitchen. And, and yeah. yet I'm having this expectation to still operate in the same place that I was in when I was working half time. Yes. Yes. I've noticed that that is common for many of us to, especially when we have done a, been able to do this gradual re-entry into work where, okay, it's maternity leave. I'm completely unplugging. I've got somebody helping me run my business or I've put it in a place where it can kind of autopilot. Then I'm starting to move back in to my business. And, and yet, as you start to take more and more responsibilities at, at with your work, with your business, you're still t- bringing along all of the responsibilities that you have had 
domestically with your with the care work, with the cleaning, with the with the like cooking, like you're mentioning. And it's interesting how we it's almost like boiling water, the frog in the boiling water that we don't even know that we're doing this to ourselves. And it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And we're just increasing more and more workload without really realizing that we're doing that, that we're getting more and more over our heads because we're still going to try to do all the things that we were doing when we were maybe on a reduced schedule. But Mm. God forbid that we let go of folding the clothes and making the bed every day and doing this and doing that. And, you know, and some women have gotten to the point where they have like said, okay, I need to bring in someone to, to help me clean the house. I need to bring, I need some meal plans. I need these different things. But I think on one hand, even as we're doing that in the back of many of our minds is a feeling of, I wish I, you know, I really could just do it myself. I I don't really need to hire somebody to do this. Like I'm going to guess I'm supposed to because it's too much, but I really should be able to do this. I don't know why I can't do all of this. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, oh yeah. And I think that's the debilitating thing, right? It's because it is in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, on one conscious level, I'm saying, you know what? I just can't do it all. And that's okay. But on an unconscious level, I'm saying, but I should be able to do it all. Like I should, (laughs) right? I should be able to, okay, what can I do to get back control of it? Because that's like, I'm feeling out of control. And so I instantly tell myself, okay, what can I do to get back control? Because I should be able to be doing this. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the piece that we have to look at, you know, because I think there's, there's two things. I think there's one is we have to accept in ourselves that we are putting more energy and attention to our business. And therefore it is impossible to put more energy and attention to our home. Right. So like, I know that a lot of people talk about trying to have it all, but there really is compromises that you have to make because, you know, we're human and we literally only have 24 hours in a day and we can't just keep sabotaging our sleep in order to be able to get it all done. And so I think, you know, there's some compromises and things that we have to look at there. And I think also sometimes we have to deal with the people in our lives who have the expectations. Like even though my husband is telling me, I'm always throwing him under the bus in these podcasts, even though he's telling me on one hand that he, you know, that I need to like let go and not worry so much about trying to get it all done. He's complaining about my dinners because they're not what they used to be. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can stop having as much expectation myself and you're also going to have to come along. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think, and I think there's like this double thing. Like, I think we can create strategies that support us and help us to sort of navigate the real issues that we have. But I also think so much of it is we have to let go of the expectation. We have to let go of the guilt and we have to maybe even widen back and look at the why, right? Look at what we're doing. That's a a bigger impact. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I do in those moments, even when my daughter, and especially being a teenager, you know, sometimes she and I talk about that stuff. And I say, you know, if I was a stay at home mom, and I was choosing not to do this work, and I was completely devoted to to this sphere of my life, I know I would be delivering different kind of meals, but it's different choices that I'm making and this work in the world is really important. So now she's starting to come into her womanhood, you know, we are kind of having these conversations and I think it's important for her to realize that sometimes it feels like a choice for me. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice. I feel like I'm, you know, kind of not 
given a lot of support by the culture or the world that I'm in. And then Mm. we can talk about what that is and how she would like it to be in her future and um, what it means. You know, she does see that her stepfather is really on board, just like you've talked about with your husband. We have two really supportive partners, but Mm -hmm. even in that situation where there is a commitment from both the husband and wife to say, okay, we're going to do this. It shows that, you know, the research shows that women are still more likely to take on these extra duties. Um, Mm -hmm. We're more likely to still track the calendar. We're more likely to know about everything that the kids are doing in a different way. Um, even with men who've said, oh, yeah, I want to be a 50-50 partner. And then with same-sex couples, um, they've noticed that that is a bit better because they don't just have a gender default. So they do sort of talk about, okay, what are the duties you're going to take care of? What are the duties I'm going to take care of? But there's something just so entrenched in gender, you know, this gender bias that we have that we fall into responsibilities that aren't always the best (laughs) Yes. Thing for us to do. I think that's so true. And, and I think, you know, we, I think it's so ingrained that most men don't even realize how it's skewed to the woman's side of it. And I think, you know, sometimes they feel like they don't have any choice. I mean, I know with, with my younger daughter, she's very attached to me. Like she just tells him to leave her alone a lot. So, you know, he wants to contribute. He wants to help. And yet she's like fully attached to me. So, you know, he kind of just gives up, right? Because what's yeah. he going to do? He's not going to force it. And I think, you know, we don't always realize, you know, just how entrenched it is to be a mother. Like there's a definition around a mother that just, no matter how much our partners want to take um, hold of that and be 50 50 they're just not a mother like it's it's just something we have to sort of navigate and I think you know we could break it down into several things right there's how we feel about it and what we're doing to navigate it ourselves there's how we treat each other like the women around us that we need to be surrounded by so that we're, we have support not judgment and yeah. then society, right? And so our partners and families as well. So I guess there's four. And then there's sort of society, as you were saying, because it's not very conducive for supporting us. It's like even in, I think, you know, a lot of us are creating businesses that are more fluid and flexible and, and you know, we can set our timelines and things like that. But, you know, I still feel guilty if my daughter's sick to call all my clients and say, I can't see you today. Like, that just feels wrong, right? To, to cancel everybody's day. And so it, we, we still have limitations around the way, you know, what we actually can do in our own business. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes it's those limitations. Some days when I'm feeling pretty resourced, I can take deep breaths and understand that these limitations are temporary. They're a part of my life. I'm a mom of a young child and a teenager, and that's just the phase I'm in right now. And it won't be forever. And there's other phases and I can do what I'm able to do with all the things that I'm, that are on my plate, just like keeping that in perspective. But on days that I'm not resourced, I'm really exhausted. I didn't get that sleep and I'm feeling up against deadlines. It's really hard to sit with those limitations and I can feel I told my husband the other day, I said, sometimes it's, it's this feeling of something that you really want. It's right in front of you, but your hands are tied 
behind your back and you just can only see it and you can't do anything to get to it. (laughs) It's like watching, you know, a a kind of a feeling of witnessing or watching something that I can't quite get to and I have to just be patient. Look, there's two really important points I want to make out of what you just said. One is this piece about feeling resourced and not feeling resourced. It's come up in many of our episodes, and I think it's yeah. good to highlight it because what often happens as women as we is we put ourselves being resourced last. We care for everybody around us. We, you know, we've talked about this before as well. We care for our clients. We care for our kids. You know, we do all of these things and us being resourced, whether it's through sleep or through taking care of ourselves or through getting what we need comes last. And we don't realize how detrimental that is for everyone. Because when we're not feeling resourced, our perceptions are really messed up. And when we are feeling resourced, we have that widened back perspective that can handle things. And so I think just even really highlighting how important it is to be resourced is like a key yeah. for what we need to bring yes. out today. Yes, yes, yes. And just like we've talked about with certain um, things that we experience can be a little alarm bells or just a, a little, um, you know, tap on the shoulder when the mother guilt is really getting intense. It's not always because you're actually doing things that are um, like, oh, wow, you know, now I, I really should be feeling guilty because I'm choosing this or that. Honestly, if it's getting really intense for you, it's probably time to look at where where are you on that resource scale? Like, where are you on that spectrum of being depleted and Instead of taking it as, oh, you know, this, I'm going to have to figure out all my work-life balance and why I'm feeling all this guilt. Really, it could be something as simple, I say that with um, kind of air quotes around it, simple, um, (laughs) is that you do just take a step back and talk to your partner and say, I'm at that point where I'm really feeling the guilt. I'm really feeling um, like for me, I'm, I'm feeling my hands are tied and I want to get to things and I feel like I'm in this tunnel and I'm in quicksand or whatever it is and I need your help and I need to figure out a way to step back and maybe just take a whole day to rest or, you know, and it's the hardest thing to do because when you feel that feeling of I just need to get to something and if I just had one more hour, if I just stayed up later, one more hour, but honestly, it's going to take more than that extra hour. That extra hour is just a depletion and it's going to be really stepping back and doing like you did that one day where you unplugged and you went to the spa. It was in the middle of a really busy time for you and it was not an easy thing to do, (laughs) No, but that, you know, intuition, that intuition's like step back. And I'm having the same thing. I was just telling my husband that there's this little sweet place that's not, it's like an hour away and it's an overnight kind of little bed and breakfast that they do a meal plan. So I don't have to worry about food and it's super healthy and it's in the middle of, um, by a lake. I was like, I need to go there soon for 24 hours. I just need to, I just need to go there and I need to reset. And I know if I do, I will come back a much more engaged mom and a much more engaged partner. And it's so interesting how that's difficult, you know, to just take that break, but staying in guilt does not make, does not a happy mama make, right? No. <laughs> like, nobody wants to be around you when you feel that way. 
No, and and that's the other thing is that we can't effectively work in our business if we're not resourced and we're not taking care of ourselves and and we're not handling all the aspects of our lives. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, like I recently, just this week experienced this where, you know, on uh, Monday, I my partner was home with my daughter who was sick and I went to work because that's our agreement. He, if it's his day, if she falls sick on his day, he stays home. If I, if she falls sick on my day, I stay home. And so I went into work and I'm, you know, was able to, to navigate my clients, but I spent so much time stressing and so much time worried about her that it was debilitating for my work. And I think we don't sometimes realize how much all of these areas affect us and we really have to deal with them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, that this idea of being resourced and one of the things I was going to say when you were talking as well is like, you know, I'm learning and this has been a really hard lesson for me because I have always hated sleep because I feel like it's a waste of time, right? So my whole life, <laughs> I like refuse to let myself sleep because I was like, no, no, I can, I can get more hours in or I can even enjoy myself, right? And being a single parent, oftentimes, like I wouldn't be done with my parenting and my work and everything else until 10 or 11 at night. And I wouldn't let myself go to sleep because then I'd have no me time. So it was like, I yeah. pushed myself up till midnight or one, and then I would get up the next morning and start again. And now I realize much more wise and much more balanced in myself that sometimes when I'm having a lack of resource and there's a lot going on, that sometimes I just need to commit to going to bed early every single night, like putting my daughter to bed and then going to bed myself. And even that makes me so much more resourced. So I remember, you know, becoming a first time mom and back when I had um, Sahara and it was just her and I, I was so enveloped in being a completely immersed mother. And I was, um, remember, I remember, and I was, I felt guilty admitting this, but when I would be at a cafe and, you know, feeding her and wearing her and spending this time and I'd look across the cafe and I'd see two women sitting and having their tea and their scones. I was in Europe at the time, so it was usually like tea and scones in the middle of the afternoon. Um, and I would look at them and I would think, oh, wow, their children are probably in college. They've probably, they're probably empty nesters. And I would just think, gosh, I'm, I can't wait until I feel like I have some of that freedom back again. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really scary. Like being, having a two year old child and like, I'm like, can we fast forward? And I would feel so guilty. But I think now looking back, I think to myself, wow, why did I have that perception all already as a mother that I was not able to have myself back? I wasn't mm. going to get myself back until 18 years later. Like I was thinking that I think I was already mm. feeling like, okay, I'm a mom now. I'm here. I'm taking care of my kid. And then maybe in 18 years, I'll get some <laughs> me time. <laughs> I know. Right. And uh, look, I think, I think you bring up a really good point because, and this is one of the things that you and I really support each other on. And this is what I want to encourage our listeners as well, because you know, there are, there are people out there who really get this and you need to find the people in your life who get this because uh, having people who don't is not helpful. So, you know, Laura and I've always been able to talk to each other about the, this feelings that are, you know, 
that we sometimes feel guilty or shameful about. But the truth is like, sometimes we just wish we could just walk away from our kids and (laughs) have our lives back again. And I think that that is a feeling that a lot of moms have. And yet we beat ourselves up for it or we hide it or we don't tell people about it. But like, that is a normal feeling when you are giving this much care to someone. Like it is a normal feeling to want yourself back, especially if you're ambitious in a good way, especially if you want to create something in the world, especially if you know your purpose. Like that is just something that is, you're going to feel and we have to stop shaming ourselves and each other around that and support each other to be like, yeah, I get that. And that's totally okay to have those feelings because having a feeling doesn't mean you're going to act on them. Yes, yes. And in the permission to just share those feelings and not be met with judgment or someone that's like, oh my goodness, you know, how can you say that? They're just, our children are so precious. And, you know, how can you say that? It's like being able to just say, yeah, I, I get that, you know, or my experience is like this. And, and let me tell you what I feel in like clearing away that, um, yeah, that societal shaming and judgment, because the reality is that it's a, big responsibility to become a parent and we are enjoying this experience there's no doubt i wouldn't trade having this these times this moment this part of my life with my children but i'm still feeling it's fair to talk about what i'm missing sometimes i mean everyone does that too that other side of you know the grass is always greener but i'm not wishing that i'm in a different position but i want to be able to sometimes say gosh if i could just get on a plane right now like there's a conference happening in this part of the world and i would love to be there and imagine if i could just jump on a plane and be there the next day and not have to figure out lunches and school schedule and pick up and daycare and nah, 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 nah. i mean it's yes. just like there are those days and it's okay to have those days. And then there are other days that I'm just like, oh my goodness, I am home on the floor with my little one, watching him learn something new or watching or just spending this time together and feeling so grateful. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to have one at the expense of the other. I just, I'm having all of those experiences. I think it's so important that we all give ourselves each experience that is coming up and being able to talk about it and, and share when it's hard yeah. and when we're feeling that level of guilt and overwhelm and fantasizing. I mean, fantasy is, is a way of just, you know, getting when you think like, oh, I'm going to fantasize about what it would be like if I was just jet setting off and going and speaking around the world or doing this or that. It's like that is okay to have fantasies, actually healthy um, way of just being able to put your mindset into a different scenario to live out something that's um, just a dream, just a thought. And then it, it usually gives you some insight and you probably come back to your life and go, oh, wow, that's an interesting fantasy, but it really probably wouldn't be that satisfying because this or that or, you know, mm-hmm. like letting ourselves be playful with with where our, our thoughts go to and not feeling guilty just mm. because it takes us somewhere away from our family. Yeah. And I think uh, there's sort of two points I want to address quickly before we end. And one of those is that um, what you're saying, we have to stop resisting 
our, yeah. uh, like our feelings. And I think this is, you know, something that needs to be brought to light on so many areas. Like a lot of my clients come to me and they're, they're in the middle of these feelings that are negative and they're trying to push them down and push them away and focus on their business. And I'm like, no, stop. Like just mm-hmm. be with them. Let yourself move through those emotions, feel them. Because what I find for myself is the second I start resisting where I'm at, resisting my emotions, resisting, you know, all these feelings, then I start feeling even more out of control. And the way I find to take back control, and this is where it's like, you know, not logical. The way I find to take back control is actually just to surrender, surrender to it all, surrender to what I'm feeling, surrender to like lack of control, just surrender to everything. And when I find that eventually, if I let myself truly surrender, it's like I'm back in control again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a strategy that we really need to talk about because, you know, there is inevitably moments you know, as a mother and a business owner that you're going to feel out of control, like, like welcome to it. This will be your experience at some point or another. Like we have to stop trying to hold control of everything. And instead, sometimes we just need to accept that things are a hot mess. Things are crazy. Things are just not going to be perfect. They're not going to be together. They're not going to be in control. Everyone's going to be unhappy. And you know what? That's just okay because it will pass. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and like you said, this is a very important lesson in so many parts of our life, phases of our life, like learning to just let go and be with what is, we're more likely to find the magic in that or find the beauty or find the appreciation rather than just resisting, um, the feelings of, okay, now I'm feeling guilty. Now I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling like I, um, I'm inadequate. It's just like, okay, let me feel that and release it and then be in the present moment because those, not only is that resistance, um, feeding into something, it's just holding us hostage by it. Right. It's like guilt, just, it's a toxic emotion. And, and a lot of times nobody is even holding you to the same standard that you're holding yourself. I've realized too, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm feeling really guilty about this. And then I check in with my partner or check in with my child or, you know, my clients or, you know, and, and I find out they don't have that expectation of me. Like they were fine. They're good. You know, they realize like I have a sick child or I have this on my plate or, Hey, I need to go take care of this thing at work. And, my partner is fine. He's, he's going to pick up the slack and that's his role too. He feels fine with that. He's not feeling resentful of me, but it's just interesting because I'll create, um, if I'm resisting even what I'm really feeling, I start creating a, a false reality or a reality yeah. that I'm only you know, experiencing and, and it's not actually other people's experience. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there's kind of two things around that, which is, you know, one is we need to be more resourced, right? Which helps. Yeah. We've got more sleep. Yeah. We've got, we, like, we see things in a better way. And the other thing is sometimes I think we just need to reframe it all. Like, I was, I've been thinking recently about how that expectation I have on myself, you know, I'm so, like, protective of my kids. I'm so like conscious of everything. Like, you know, I'm, I'm almost a helicopter parent, you know, like I, I probably yeah. kind of 
walk the line between a helicopter parent. And I think, you know, my parents weren't like that. They were kind of like, like the generation that we were brought up in, a lot of them were like, well, just go play outside. Like, just go do something. Yeah. You know, like they didn't have attention on us 24-7. Are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Like there was not that same level of attention that we have on our kids. And instead, you know, there was a lot more um, community support. There's usually a lot more family support. A lot of us are living without family near us and that's really tough, you know, and sometimes we're living without a good community. That's tough as well. But I think, you know, they just didn't worry so much. Like I worry all the time, right? You know, are my kids emotionally healthy? Are they, you know, are they navigating everything effectively? Is school going okay? Are they missing me? Am I, am I providing them with the right food? Like, it's just yeah. like, Every little detail. And you think, and I think, you know, I don't think my parents ever worried about half of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're like a micro, you're putting everything under a microscope. Yeah. And yeah. And we don't necessarily, nobody else. And that's what it kind of back to the point we're doing that to ourselves, but no one else is really looking at us through that scope. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that laser focus And something else I think that you alluded to earlier is like trusting our kids' resiliency as well. Like part of being a mother who is passionate about her work in the world is that I'm going to show that experience to my kids. And it's going to have good influences and it's going to have not so great influences, right? It's like that's just the the way of, of the world. My daughter's going to go, oh, I loved seeing my mom on fire. Like I remember when she used to talk about this or that in her work and it inspired me. And and now I look for that same fire in the work that I do. Maybe that's what she'll say one day. But then she'll also be like, yeah, and I remember when she was so distracted and I had to repeat myself like three times (laughs) to get her to hear what I was saying. And I didn't know that she was actually working because she does this in her head. She stays in her head and thinks about things and analyzes. (laughs) But she accuses me all the time. She's like, mom, you're not even on your computer, but I can't get to you. I'm like, I know because I'm working in my head. I'm working out some problem right now. Um, Right. So it's like, but there's the good and the bad and, and it's, this is who I am as a mom. And I love that my children get to see what their mom is doing in the world. You know, I'm glad I get to show them what it's like, even if it's a, an imperfect way of juggling all of the things that I need to do. At least they see this complexity of passion. Yeah. And passion is messy. Why? You know, why is it ever clean and simple, all wrapped up? It's not, it's never going to be. Well, I think that, you know, and uh, there's just so many sort of pieces and I know we're, we're kind of wrapping up, but, you know, I think, you know, it is about trusting our kids' resiliency. It is about recognizing that they're going to go through stuff and that's okay. It is about, you know, letting them see how imperfect we are, right? Because I think yeah. like, it, it helps them accept now when, only when we're accepting it, right? It helps them accept their imperfections when we accept our imperfections. And I think that's a key piece because so often we're not accepting our own imperfections. We're not accepting how messed up we are at this moment. And then all that does is that shows them that it's not okay for them to be imperfect. So I think, exactly. you know, some of this is really recognizing how we just need to flip everything on its head when we're when we're feeling this this guilt and this you know being torn and recognize that it's good that we're giving our kids some independence it's good that they're not getting everything they want it's good that they're learning <laughs> that you know 
we can mess up and we're imperfect and you know what? I can't contain it all. And it sets better expectations for them growing up. And so I think that's really mm-hmm. important just sort of, you know, recognize in ourselves that it is actually for their benefit. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Yeah. Gosh, this is so such a good conversation. And I could continue to talk to you about this. And I know we will because this thread, I think, is a continual one. Yeah. And like you said, we've talked about somewhat balancing motherhood and, and entrepreneurship. This one was a little bit more specifically about the experience of mother guilt, um, not letting that um, keep us stuck or resist it, just mm-hmm. surrendering into how we feel and having love and compassion and acceptance and not being afraid to show our kids that it's complex. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is, is changing every day. We don't even know the type of roles that they'll be managing and holding and how the gender roles will be and mm-hmm. how their, um, children will, what kind of world their children will be growing up in. So I think, um, the more that they see the complexity and the messiness of human life, but they feel the love rooted through all of it. You know, that's But I tell my kids all the time, like, you know, but I may not be always the perfect this or that or have the, you know, perfect meal on the table, but you guys know I love you. <laughs> and they like roll their eyes at me, but they know it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, the piece that I've taken out today is just this reminder that I need to be more resourced, like in order to deal with everything, in order to feel like I'm, you know, at my best capabilities, you know, and that isn't striving for perfection, but just, you know, to be able to handle everything more appropriately, I need to be more resourced. And I think, that's just a good reminder every day that we're going to function so much better in our businesses when we're more resourced personally. And that means we've got help, we've got support, we've got mentors, or we've got help at home, or we have our partner on board. Or, you know, it also means like we're just getting sleep, we're eating better, we're getting some exercise, we're getting some me time. I mean, these are things that are just so important that we cannot reiterate enough. Yes. It is. And I think it's going to, our listeners are going to always hear a thread of self-care in all of our talks and self-compassion because, I mean, I know for you and I, it's our, it has become our go-to and we have to still remind each other and ourselves Mm -hmm. that it's such a powerful, it's such a powerful place to, to go, um, as humans, as entrepreneurs. Yeah, definitely. As moms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.